Welcome to Not Just Talk Radio, a modern-day movement offering a platform where real talk and new perspectives are transformed into action and evidence. Your host is LaTanya Jr., along with co-hosts Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. LaTanya is known for her unconventional brilliance and humanitarian scope of interest. They're ready to share both wit and wisdom. Now, here is LaTanya, Tina, and Tony. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, Radio World. How are you? Hey, Tina. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) Tony is traveling, doing business. Somebody has to go out there and get on the planes and uh, handle things and hold things down. So Tony's not with us today, but she's with us in heart and spirit. Um, But Tina and I, we can hold it down because we got a lot to talk about, I tell you. And we we do have a guest. We hope we're looking for our guest. Hello, Mark. You know who you are. (laughs) You better call in. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Come on, the, the, the Latin prince of the Bronx um, is supposed to be calling in and our guest at the roundtable, and we'll get to that. But, t- Tina, I just want to jump right in because you and I had a chat earlier, and here in America, we have this huge emotional tragedy of a legend, um, and that's Mr. Bill Cosby. Uh, and uh, he was sentenced yesterday, and actually, as of this morning, he's officially incarcerated. And uh, many of you out there around the world are familiar with Bill Cosby and his contributions to the to um, to comedy um, and, and to sitcoms, and what he's done for opening the doors not only women um, but men. And he's just really has trickled so many different levels of careers throughout his career, you know, whether it's cameramen and writers, he increased that diversity and inclusion um, for many, many years. And I'm going to back up and, and Tony and let you take, I mean, Tina, let you take it from there and, and, and give us set the stage for where we are with Bill Cosby right now. Well, he, um, well, there's a part of us, I guess that are very saddened by this and for every conceivable reason. And there's also a part of us that have to question, you know, it has been proven that, and even by his own admission that um, these tragedies occurred. And we have to question about, you know, an illness um, was it undiagnosed? Well, tell me, tell me because you, you had wrote something on Facebook. I'm a bush you on Facebook. Well, you said you were really sad. Yeah, I said so, I, I. I actually was. I, I just made it very simple. I said I'm sad, particularly for my people, and by that I mean, you know, there, he was he was an icon um, in the black community, and I would contend that he was an icon to this country in this country for all people. And it's kind of devastating. Not even kind of, it just is devastating, devastating that someone that you looked at as being the one who got it right and who did right and who was right and who, you know, not only made us laugh, but made us think um, and made us care um, was not the person we thought he was. I'm not, you said weak. So we, I'm going to say you. Okay. Because, me. because here's my me. perspective. I, I'm going to jump in and speed us up just in case Mark slide in here. Mm-hmm. Mark, where are you? Mark, don't make me sing it. Um, <laughs> in any case, 
First, I want to say my heart goes out to all of the people that were negatively touched, I mean, affected by his behavior, because he did some horrible things to women. And it will go in history as, I mean, there were 60 women that came forward. Who knows how many more there were? But the fact is, he's a predator. He was a major predator. And if he had done that to my child, we would even be at a different level. I would probably be at the courthouse standing out there. I need to see him walk in and be locked up. And that's not a tit for tat kind of thing. I'm just saying, but when you do something wrong, people, as Tina said earlier, um, what's done in the dark will come to the light. Sometimes it do, sometimes it doesn't. But the fact is uh, we have, we're multiple people in one. You know, I'm not trying to say booga booga. What is that? When you say multiple people in one, normally, what does that mean? Um, uh, (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But what, I, what I'm really trying to get, that, that we have people that have done outstanding things in careers and business in our neighborhood, but they also have a dark side. And just like some people have a kinder side, we're all these different dimensions. And so I say to young people, you know, yep, I believe in mentors. I got about a dozen. Um, I was taught in my family not to look up to humans because humans are imperfect and they will flaw and fail, but take the good. And learn from other people's bad. And I think that's where this happens. Uh, we can't take away the contra- the positive contributions Bill Cosby contributed throughout his career. But on the flip side, um, he had a dark side. And it was horrible. And, and, yep, you would expect that a person with that level of education and that level of money uh, wouldn't behave. But we only would expect that if we thought, well, because money makes you better, Um, that would be why you expect it. And so money doesn't make you better. A higher education doesn't make you better. What makes you better is your your values and how you behave on a daily basis and how you treat others. How about that? That's what that that's my that's my passionate plea to it. And I think it's sad for everyone. Um, But my heart, my heart does go out to all the women um, that were uh, affected and traumatized by this experience. And as so Bill Cosby's wife, his wife didn't sign up for this. I was about to mention her. Yeah, yeah she, she, she did, did not. And, and Camille, certainly we love you. We love you, Camille. You did not sign up for this. Yeah. Even though you, you say you do not believe it. I think in your heart of hearts. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you knew that man better than anyone to take a break. Now, I'm not I don't know the details, but I know she stepped aside to just take a break to get away from the press. But she didn't sign up for this. His children didn't sign up for this. And this man then lost a daughter who passed uh, this uh, year earlier. And not and not and let's not forget a son that he he lost some years ago. And look, you didn't think, Bill, you didn't think about your wife and children. Okay, don't let me go there. But the bottom line is. Um, be people try to be better daily. If you got to take baby steps and we, we are imperfect and we have these spaces where we can go a little dark and be over the top. But I mean, I really, I'm not perfect, but I really treat people the way I want to be treated. I, I get sick if I don't, yeah. even if you don't come at me kindly, it's okay. I sleep so good at night. You know why? Cause I did the right thing. How about that? Yeah. And, 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 and those of you who have urges as obviously he hit, he did, Get help. Take a breath. Count to ten. Right. Before, right. Right. You know. Absolutely. Get. Because I think dial he's sick. Nine one one. Sick. Yeah. Nobody yeah. want to talk about that, but yeah. I really think that he has a, a illness. And if he would have brought that to the table, science would have said clearly anybody that want to drug someone to sleep with them, that's a mental illness. And that he may not be in jail today. He could be a spokesperson in recovery, helping other people with the same issue. 
But it is what it is. He harmed a whole he harmed a whole lot of people. You know how many of those women will never have children because they were devastated, will never be in a happy relationship because they're still in therapy. So I'm just saying repercussions, people, repercussions. And Camille, we love you. And and Bill, this is a moment to write a book and settle in and learn from yeah. your experience and sit at the round table and get some help. Help 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 others while you're, you know, incarcerated. Help others. If this show gets to you, it will, it, you know, we're on Voice America. We're all over the world now. <laughs> that being said, we spoke about one comedian that got caught out, but we have another comedian on the line. And I'm going to um, just prep this introduction because fairly uh, Tina um, has been aware of this outstanding talent longer than I. Why? Because I'm a business nerd and I need to laugh more, but I know the power of laughter. <laughs> and I am, I do know, because I, I think I'm pretty funny, actually, myself. <laughs> at least I do. You know, that's my own little world. But in any case, we're so happy to um, have this particular guest with us. Tantina, you could do an introduction. I'll do an introduction. <laughs> but for me, I went and said, let me go on YouTube and really sink my teeth around Mark. And I felt like last night I saw 15 or 20 comedy shows because he has been everywhere. I mean, whether, um, you know, he's from the Bronx, a mother social worker, love to watch. Down. Right. <laughs> I said the boogie down. <laughs> boogie down. Yeah, I have to get that right. Um, he's, you know, performed with Mark Anthony and Bill Bellamy and, um, you know, George Lopez. And, and he's de- his debut was on 30 Rock. And he's a giving soul, make a wish and open for militaries. He's been everywhere. So if you have not, if you have not been on board with the Latin Pritch ship, I will say, Mr. Mm-hmm. Mark. Um, you go to YouTube, check it out. Make sure you buy his tickets, his books, whatever he has. Suck it up because I'm telling you, we have a talent. And so let us welcome, and you can finish his name so I don't jack it up, Tina. Well, Tina, you go ahead and take it from there. Make yourself happy. If you need some happiness, make yourself happy. We love to welcome at this time Mr. Mark Vieira from the Boogie Down Bronx. Hey, Mark. Hey, hey guys. Mark. Hi, hi, hi. That was a, uh, a wonderful introduction. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. You're quite welcome. Mark, we have an audience out there at Voice America Land of 3.5 million. So I want to make sure like people are fighting because I hear you're already sold out. I went online and they're like, sold out. I was like, no, I want them fighting to get to this, to get to this happy. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing fine. I was listening to your conversation. I was all in on that conversation. And so um, I'm doing very well. Obviously, the state of affairs are all over the place, you know, with everything that's going on. Um, but I am, you know, I'm responsible for bringing laughs regardless, you know, regardless of the state of right. affairs, uh, a comedian has to go out and find that, that spot that's very light and, uh, and stand on that as his platform. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing very well. Um, you know, here's a, uh, I, I, I started to watch, um, several of your shows and then I thought, Man, I should have had his wife call in and everybody he has gotten on the stage so good. I was like, where is his wife? Let me talk. And, and, and your grandmother and all, and, all of, and all these amazing people, this family. I just love the fact um, that you have this camaraderie 
um, with your family? Because so, so many, Tina and I were talking, we were talking about comedians that get on the stage and bash other people or degrade other people. And I was like, your performance, your craft is just so uplifting. And it makes you, if you can't laugh about yourself, who can you laugh about? But the fact is, you're inspiring families to literally come together and laugh at each other, have this camaraderie through comedy. That's what I got. Well, is that your intentions? Or is, am I on path with you? Um, you know what's funny? The comedian that's writing and, and, and performing, I, I, it's funny that you say that. It's, that's not really my intent. My, te- my intent, obviously, is to get laughs out of what I perceive as a very normal thing. You know what I mean? Right. What has happened through that my process of writing and doing my stand-up is seeing how these, these characters and how that camaraderie comes over. Because remember, I can only be one thing in that equation. I can only be the person bringing the product. I can't watch it also. You okay. know, so I don't know how people are receiving ah. it. That's the thing about comedy is, is that I'm, I'm just trying to tell my story. You, you know, every time I get yeah. on stage, I'm just trying to tell my story. I'm not trying to you know, uh, uh, invoke this deep thought process. I'm not, you know, it's funny that, that again, you evolve and that becomes something that is a, a byproduct of the comedy. But really, I just want to get you to laugh at my crazy life, my crazy story. Um, and yeah, it has evolved into that thing that I can, uh, you know, now, now I look at my standup and I have, I really don't care what the audience is thinking. I want them to laugh and feel what my, what, you know, what my comedy is about. You see, because if I say every time I get on stage, I'm going for that, you know, that heartfelt, you know, thing, you know, where, where people are doing, no, I want you to, to laugh. And I also want you to connect with me, which I think is a bigger, it's a bigger ask of the audience is to say, you leave here going, I feel like I know that guy. Like, I feel like I really, really know that guy. That, that's just, honestly, it's really just byproduct of, of that humor, you know, of that storyline that I, that I use. It's like the, um, the essence of your brand. So I have to tell you, my, my dad's a rock and roll hall of famer. So I grew up in music and on backstage around all over the place. I mean, I can't begin to tell you. And, but it's so funny because after a concert, the, you know, we got 10,000 people in the audience, a standing ovation. At the end of the night, he would say, did y'all enjoy it? Did the, you think they liked it? And we would look at that. And it was such a humbling. And what I think about <laughs> and so when I was, and, and it's that same space that somebody's moving their mic around or drinking something there. Um, it's that same space that I'm, I'm thinking when you leave. Uh, yes, we're laughing, but I- I'm sure I'm going to tell you something you probably didn't intentionally mean to do. People get in their car and go home and pick up the phone and talk to their brother, the sister. They think about their grandmother. Maybe that's still here. It's mm-hmm. no longer here. They share more family stories um, at the dinner table because everything we do have a tip. And so I want to say right. thank you, even though it was not intentionally, believe it or not. That's really what um, quite a few people are thinking. Because I, I shot you around last night. We were up until about two or three o'clock, cracking up, man. I was just <laughs> cracking up. And, and I and I thought about boy when you were talking about well, how about the neighbor that, that you know the grandma you know put the pillow on the window, 
I fell out. On the out. window, yeah. On the window seal, that's when you know she's going. Yeah, go, go, you got to go check it. I, I actually posted it on my Facebook page. It's like, that's when you know she's going in. Pay your bills, uh-huh. as you said. Pay your, I mean, it's just amazing dialogue. It's so smart, and you're making us laugh, and you're also um, making us feel really, really good and appreciate so many things around us. So, so what what would you like to talk to us today? Anything out there you're doing? I know you're doing some things, but I don't want it to over-talk. So, um, you want to tell us what you got coming up next? Absolutely. Well, um, I, I think what you may have saw, uh, what, what, what you may have seen on the internet was clips from a show called uh, Laugh Mob's Laugh Track, which yes. airs on True TV. Um, they, they, you know, they uh, started a new season a couple of weeks ago, and now there are about three episodes in uh, for season two, and I am on that. So I would love for people to check out that show. It's called Laugh Mob's Laugh Tracks. Again, it's on True TV, and they air it uh, all day long sometimes throughout the day. It's on at 10.30. Um, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, but they, they, uh, it's, a, it's a really funny show. It takes my comedy and kind of turns it into these mini-movies, I call it, uh, uh, where people are acting out my jokes. Um, and so that's one project that I have. I'm on tour with some guys uh, called the New York Kings Comedy Tour, uh, and that is going on a full, full-blown tour next year. When I say full-blown, we've done, um, we, we've done about... 20 cities in the U.S., but now we're going to take it globally. Um, and it, we're also just signing a deal for either a Netflix or one of those services, Hulu, Amazon deals. We have that on the table right now, and that should be set up and ready to tape uh, January, February of 2019. Um, and I also am getting ready to tape my own specials for those same um, things, hopefully Netflix. But, I mean, if I get any of the other services, I'm in negotiations right now for that. That's um, awesome. And that's where we're I gonna, am. Uh, wait, Mark, I, yeah. hold, up, hold up for one moment because I want to go into that part, but we're going to have to go to a commercial. Okay. But I want where we okay. want to pick up there. And I also want to talk about where comedy is going next, you know, how it's evolving and uh, what, and I, you know, and I want to hear some laughter. And I want to hear some jokes. <laughs> <laughs> we want to hear some jokes. Okay, so we're going to go to commercial. We'll be right back. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age. From relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
Tune in to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso for an entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussion with some of the top stars in their fields, from business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, literature, and current events. If you're looking for what's next and comparing it to what's now or what's past, look no further than The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Not Just Talk Radio. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to lj at notjusttalkradio.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome, welcome back with Mark, our Latin Prince. Do you like that Latin Prince? Because I see it all over the internet and I happen to like it. But is that okay, Mark, to call you the Latin Prince or is that just a fan thing? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That was that was a, a name given to me from, from my people in New York City. You know, they always like to, New York City is the home of the nickname. And nickname, so yes. that was given to me uh, about 10 years ago and it stuck around. And, and uh, I, I, I find it amusing. I don't find it you know, all-encompassing, but I find it amusing. <laughs> I, 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 I like it. Um, but so I cut you off because we had to go to break. You were talking about you're, you're now starting to produce or you're going to produce. You're doing some of your own stuff. Tell us a little bit more about that. Right. Well, um, I, I think as you watch my stand-up, whether it be on the Internet or live, you see that I have a story of a story to tell. Um, and uh, And so I'm ready to put those stories out as my own comedy special. Um, and I have, I want to do something very unprecedented, which is I think I'm funny whether I'm cursing or not. And I say cursing is because I, I'm a nightclub act and I'm accustomed to using choice words when I'm performing at nightclubs. But when I do a lot of my corporate uh, shows, when I'm working with Norwegian Cruise Line, when I'm doing my military shows, I don't use any foul language at all. And I get the exact, if not more, um, accolades for that, uh, for that part. And so I think what I would like to do with this special is do one that's rated R and one that is clean, both 60 minutes and both different material. That, now, we know that comedians can do specials and they can put out, but how many of them can do one clean and one rated R? And almost like, a, 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 you know, how you have... The, the angel on one side of your shoulder and the devil on the other. Absolutely. You know, one, one, yeah. it's, that, it's like one is the voice of reason and the other one is that, that, that crazy, you know, part of you that's like, oh, just go on that roller coaster. And the other side is like, please don't do it. It's very similar to that because that's how no, I love comedy that. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. you know, yeah, sometimes it can be real life and not so much raunchy that it is real. And again, and so I'm, I'm, I'm very, very, uh, I'm, I'm focused on doing something, number one, because I believe that my story is very unique, that this might make it even more unique, that I can put a special out, one clean, and, and both very, both different material, both very funny, and both, um, you know, one you can watch, like you said, with your family, literally with the kids, and cry laughing, 
and one that you can just do on your own when you're like doing the the elliptical and you're like, oh, it's a Friday night. I feel like watching something a little racier and there's that option as well. So that's where I'm at. I, I think I, I, you're diversifying your portfolio. That's exactly what you, it's a brilliant, you know, in the world we live in, we, ha- we can't just do one thing one way. Um, you must be able to do several things different ways and, and really um, in order to, to reach as many people and get the response you want. And so I think, I think that's brilliant. I want to, I'm going to go a little serious with you because it's, it's so interesting. We have so many new comedians. Um, I was talking to Tina and we were talking about, you know, two dope Queens and this, this, uh, just a, 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 a a platter of of kind of new approach to to comedy what where do you see it because I mean you're one of the you know you're you're in a legacy space you you've been there done that you have a lot of experience what's really great though you're still very young so you've had an opportunity to hang out with you know like Dick Gregory was um he would say he was my godfather. And so um, Tina and uh, Tina knows that Dick Gregory and I are very, very close. And I traveled with him and and just did a whole lot. And, I, and so I got a lot of side stories about comedy, um, <laughs> to yeah. say the least. I should write my own book, but I'm not. <laughs> but on the where do you see the changing of the guards with what we see also that's happening? Because we have a lot of news that's not that funny. But we also have a lot of, um, infra- you know, a lot of stuff is happening to um, the Latina community in here in the United States um, and, and the Spanish community here in the United States um, that happened, um, not that it never stopped happening to people of color, but it, this, the spotlight is on the challenges of this particular community. So when you put all of that together, what do you see? What, what, do you, what are you feeling out there? Because we need you. We need comedy to get through this this we've always comedy has always helped carry us um out of these dark spaces in america history i i think uh, and that, and that's a, a fantastic you know uh, question just based on how we watch our media these days which is uh, you know a lot of us like my kids watch pretty much all of their their favorite stuff on youtube they, it's, it's quite different than what I did to watch my favorite show, like, like Happy Days or one of those, you know, whatever, whatever show at the time was, we turned on the television and that's where we got it. And now the internet is more uh, touch and go, you know, they, they just click it and they're getting their dose of what, whatever it is. And comedy has kind of, comedy has kind of evolved in that space as well. Um, c- comedians, comedic actors, they're using, they're utilizing the internet to to kind of forego and and step over, and they're actually looking back and laughing at the guys like me that go, no, 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 television is still good, television is still relevant, and they're like, ha ha ha, not to me, and they, you know, they're on the internet and and they're they're famous, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're funny, and oh, yeah. so now we have a now we have this battle of. Well, what is it that you want? Why do you do comedy? Do you com- do you do comedy because you want to be famous, or do you do comedy because you want to be funny? And funny, you know, f- funny is a thing. You know, I-, I tell young comics all the time: it's a living, breathing organism. You feed it. You have to feed it. You have to love it. You have to care for it. And and if you do that, 
you will you will constantly evolve into that funnier, into that from funny to hilarious sometimes to rip roaring to audiences can't get enough of you. Um, the Martin Lawrence's, the Jamie Foxx, you know, the Dick Gregory's, the, 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 you know, all these big names, they are, they, they didn't do it for the money. Chris Rock, they didn't do it because if they did, why don't they stop? And they right. just won't, they just won't stop. Um, because it's something that they love to do. It's something that is ingrained in them. It has nothing to do with the value of the internet or, or what people are paying at the door. They're doing what they absolutely love to do. And so, um, I, that's my, that's my biggest, uh, difference with the internet sensations is that I'm not doing this for fame or anything like that. I'm doing this because funny has been inside of me for a very long time and I can't wait to get on stage to exude that, you know, to show people that I'm not doing this at all because I want you guys to love me. I want you guys to laugh first. Everything else is after. So, so, so I, I, um, I think the internet is an absolute, you know, it's an absolute vein. It has become, a, a, as a matter of fact, I would consider it an artery. It's very important for comedians to understand the internet, the value of the internet. But I don't think that every comedian has to lay down and succumb to the internet. I think there's still a value to what's funny, and that should be paramount. You know, again, when I say that to young comedians, they don't understand what I'm saying because they don't understand the world that we come from like that. Right. You know, if they're 20, right, right. they're saying, oh, my God, this old comedian, you know, is they still just giving don't out know. flyers. <laughs> Who gives out flyers? Yeah. Yeah. Who's giving out flyers in 2018 I, when you can just build up a following? You know, you can just build up a following on the Internet, you know, with three with one video and you and 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 they're not wrong. They're not wrong. But we, here's a question. We the well, yeah. Here's a question. Will we see you with the podcast? Now, podcast is far exceeding all media's at the rate current rate. And so, do we get to? Because you have stories that Tony and I were ta- um, Tino and I were talking um, earlier this morning, and we were talking about how all of us have our own set of stories, and our stories and experience defines our perspective, right? And so I, we can't imagine, um, you probably have millions of stories. And then this podcast, which, you know, people are now, I, I think Steve Harvey is even going to go to podcast because not only can you make a couple of million dollars um, um, a year off of a 25-minute show, uh, will we ever see Mark on podcast sharing a story? And, and this is coming from the perspective of the fan because it's those moments that you need laughter and you want to just sort of go somewhere, pull out your phone and say, here's my favorite comedian and I can just hear a story and I feel better. Have you ever, you know, is that a direction? Are you digging this podcasting? Yeah, Um, I I definitely, I definitely am. And again, it is a, it is a, I call it a choice medium. You know what I mean? I call it, do do I really want to go there and, and, uh, and utilize that as my, you know, as, as a way to, to put my voice out there. And the answer is absolutely yes. Mark Vieira will, I will definitely have a podcast. What I was really doing was trying to build up a fan base that will electrify a podcast, which means, you know, you can, you can build a following one person at a time, or you can utilize your social media to help you, uh, when people when people click share, that that podcast literally goes wild. 
Uh, or and you so can come I to would, Not Just would, Talk Radio, and we, you know, we put you on our platform and share you with the world. Yes, Mark. yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, and that's exactly and that's the resident the other, comedian. That's the other <laughs> side of it, absolutely. That's the other side of it is having is having you know having that also as a way to promote the podcast. You know, so I said to myself, just be, um, you know, do it when you have the right mind space to do a podcast. Right. And well, so a qu- I'm, I, I really am getting them. Here's a question that um, flips the script. I want to know, what do you want from us? And what I mean from that, us, the fans. So when you hear that laughter, right? Cause my, you know, I know in entertainment, when I know what, what they feel like when they get a clap, right? I've sort of raised in that experience. What does laughter do from, for you? So when you hear us laugh, it just can't be, oh, they laughed. I'm good. You know, that's you're 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 really sophisticated and smart. So when you hear that laughter, is that your sense of healing? Is that your contribution? I don't know. Tell me what our laughter, what does it do for you? And be, and before you answer, can I interject something into that? I've sure. seen Mark from the backstage perspective because I've produced a lot of the some of the events that he's been a part of. And when he's on that stage and the other comedians are backstage and they're watching him on the monitor, they are laughing as hard as the audience. And I don't know if you know that, Mark, because Not always, you, yeah. <laughs> they are crying just like everyone else. So with that, you know. Yeah. What please. is that laughter? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. yeah. What is that laughter? And of course, when you have your caught, when you have your, your, um, the people that work in your industry, I've lost the word for it, but your um, um, other folks that in the business laugh, what does that do for you? Well, just laughter in in general, what I think it does for me is it it gives me a kind of a a thumbs up that I'm, I'm saying the right things that I'm, I'm talking about the right topics and that, um, and that I'm doing it in the way that I want it to be perceived. You know, it, it, when you say healing, um, because I, cause I really talk about some stuff that, that's all pretty much all home-based, what, what I'm doing is not so much healing than I am learning. You know, I'm always, I'm always learning. Comedy has made me a better man. It has made me a better husband and has made me a better father. Why? Because I get on stage and I actually listen to myself talk. I, I listen to the things that I want to talk about. And as deep as they may be, obviously it's my job to bring humor to it. But the flip side to that is that it's also teaching me how to um, better understand my emotional space w- with that particular topic. Like when I talk about my kids, I have a 22-year-old son that I promise you is taking me to my limits as a man, as a father, as a human being. I love <laughs> Sorry. him. No, I love him more. I love him more than anything. But this boy is pushing me to my absolute limits. And that is, that is coming from a loving father. Uh, um, but when I get on stage and I talk about it, I can really, I can really be in the moment and say things right. that not necessarily I would say to him, but I would say to my friends in a closed you know, like in that closed environment where you just own the things that you only say to your friends when you're having a couple of drinks and you're like, would you believe my son said this to me? Like that, that has become my space with the audience. And so I, I want to say more than healing because in, in the beginning comedy was about healing, but 
it has evolved into learning. You know, I, I learning that when I get on stage, Mark, be honest. Mark, say the things that you wouldn't say to anyone. It's my most honest space is when I get on stage. And that laughter reassures me that that honesty, that, that it was worth it. It was worth taking the risk to be honest. Well, you know, uh, this is what I know for sure, um, because I, I, I was telling Tina how how absolutely I'm a fan of therapy and um, being a woman of color that have had uh, and it doesn't matter my level of success and whether I lived in a two million dollar house or whatever the case may be. The fact is I'm shuffled around constantly in a very race, racial society or sexist society. I mean, but, you know, I'm, I'm bold enough because I sue people. And I've won, you know, whether it's the police, you know, I've gone, you're not going right. I have video um, and I, and I do it for everyone because I don't want anyone else to have that really bad experience. But I have to tell you a friend of mine after a really traumatic experience I had, and I sued a whole lot of officers and all that kind of stuff. Um, I did win, but uh, my friend took me to see Cat Williams. I had never heard of a Cat Williams in Madison Square Garden. And this was maybe eight years ago. Oh, well, okay. No, no, no. And because uh, we're going to go to break after this comment anyway. And I was an emotional wreck because I, I literally had to go into therapy because of this traumatic situation. And she said, I'm going to take you to laugh. And my endorphins in my brain went on a happy juice. And I went from depression to pure joy. And I walked out and I had an aha moment that said, are you freaking kidding me? Now I really, really get it. And I'm looking at the people as they leave Madison Square Garden and I'm looking at everybody all healed up because your brain has happy juice in it now. I, it doesn't matter how long it lasts. The fact is you've had the experience. And so I love this space and comedy. And we're going to be going to break because they're, they're, they're going break, make, make it make Mark is break. <laughs> they're cutting us back. But uh, when we get back... Um, we we'll have a few more questions for you. And if you want to continue to talk about what you're doing or you want to talk about, yeah. uh, we would love for you to share your opinion about some of the things that's happening in the news is up to you. No pressure. Uh, but we're okay. going to be going to, yep. we're going to break Mr. Mark. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get Amplified. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel channel. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? 
Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Not Just Talk Radio. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to lj at notjusttalkradio.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome, welcome, Not Just Talk Radio listeners. It's all about funny today, and we have our comedian extraordinary, Mark. And so we're going to go back to our questions at the table. Tina, you had a few questions, right? I did. Mark, you know, I I heard you when you said that, um, you know, you learn a lot and you see a lot and you bring that into your comedy on stage. And I happened to see one of your shows where you talked about women's undergarments, um, specifically what we call women, uh, <laughs> women who wear them, shapewear. <laughs> oh, I saw that. Us, I saw that. I saw that footage. <laughs> it, helps, it helps us shape ourselves up. And you had such an amazing perspective on I, it. It made me That nervous. even women had to, like, give you a standing <laughs> ovation. And I just want you to share just a bit of it with us, if you don't mind. <laughs> No, I don't mind at all. Well, I, 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 let me go back. Let me go back. I'm married, going to be 23 years, okay? Now, Beautiful. recognize that, yeah, recognize that, you know, I'm not prepared. I, even though I'm married this long, I'm not prepared for all these changes my wife is going through right now. Like, needing the shapewear was one of those things that, as you said earlier, I didn't sign up for that. Like, I'm not, I didn't know that this was going to be a part of what, I, what I'm going to be doing as we're getting ready to go out is watching my wife walk around the house in this quote-unquote shapewear. Um, she calls it hus bank, you know? <laughs> I don't know what y'all calling it. I know shapewear sounds so cute. Spank That's the brand. Sounds like military grade. Yeah, military grade equipment that she got on under her clothes. But yeah, as a man, it just, uh, I love telling the stories of watching her walk around and parade herself in this outfit that she can barely breathe in. And then the whole night she's telling me I'm uncomfortable, I can't breathe, but I'm killing this dress right now. And everybody's compliment, wow, you're looking awesome. And I feel like telling them she's lying. She's <laughs> lying. There is a there is a whole suit under there, man. This thing got legs and arms. It's a whole suit. Like I'm not, you know, I'm just of that. Thing where I'm just like, what is good? Now she has on this thing called a waist trainer. See, I'm not sure if you guys are up on that thing. Oh, it's dear. just like a, a big piece of rubber material. It's got all these hooks on it. And the other day, I, I you know, I, she had on shorts, and then I, I, I hug her and I felt it, 
And I'm like, what is this now? What are you, what is, I said, I mean, is that half of a bulletproof vest? Like, what is this? And she's like, no, it's my waist train. And I'm like, what do you need that for? And then I'm like, then she walks away and I'm like, babe, your waist is small, but your back is big. That thing is making you look oh, funny. And she's like, shut up, shut up. You know, so we go, we ever, really do go back and forth with her, with her crazy. you come home and uh, she's decided not to feed you or lock you out of the room? <laughs> I mean, because I saw that performance, <laughs> and, and, and you were you were putting on those spanks so well, the, you know, theoretically uh, on the stage. And I was like, he, I would lock that joker out the my bedroom. He would not see me get dressed. I mean, because it's so well done. That's like exposing, you there know, is, a black woman's listen, hair. There, hey, there, you're telling secrets, yeah, the, Mark. The, gonna, <laughs> watch what no, you eat the at the honest, table. Duh. Absolutely. There's a reason why I know, and this is now after 17 years of stand-up. There's a reason why the best comedians never talk about their marriage. Because <laughs> I think that people feel, yeah, I, even the best of the best, the George Carlin, they just won't talk about their marriage. You know, because I really believe that the audience sometimes feels that maybe you're at an unfair advantage or disadvantage because the other person doesn't get to be on stage with you either to fe- to defend, but I don't think I'm I don't think I'm putting my wife in a position to have to defend anything because I I always talk about how I believe and I still and I say this honestly that she's perfect just the way she is, but women never ever ever believe us. Second, they never think that way. They always think, oh, I got to change this. Oh, I got to work on that. Oh, I want to do this. And I'm always like, they no, you don't. And that's, I think that's what, that's where my humor is, is that I'm like, I have the perfect wife. She's perfect. She just doesn't you know believe what I, it. She just you know what doesn't I thought? believe I thought, it, you know? I thought to myself, he's jealous because Spanks feel good. It, it makes you feel so <laughs> empowered. <laughs> It uh, makes you feel like you're 23 again. I was like, he's just hating because <laughs> them spanks, oh yes, God. they're a little uncomfortable, but I'm telling you, I feel I have on spanks right now. I'm not even afraid to share it, and I'm feeling amazing. <laughs> Listen, it's not and I, don't. I don't even have a take. I don't even have a take on the spanks as much as I have a take on when we get home and she comes out of them things. That's where the comedy starts. That's where, when she hits that eject button and that thing come flying off, man, that's where the comedy happens. I don't know how women get in or out of space. All I know is that it is pure comedy to me. Hilarious. Well, here, here's, here's a question, because we're almost finished. We're almost finished up here. I want to know who oh, inspires Lord. you. Who inspires you? I mean, I, I've I've listened to so many of your wonderful performances, and I know that your your mom, who's a social worker, and your grandmother, clearly. But um, who, you know, I have mentors. I don't know. Um, I want the audience to know. You know, to get to your greatness, there's always somebody that inspires you, right? So, who is that person, or those people, or well, whatever? I, I again. Yeah, I have an unfair, I have a number one, um, you know, my mom is my biggest, my biggest fan and my biggest inspiration. You know, it's, it's one of those things where when I was a kid, my mother said, you know, Mark, choose something and be great at it. Just choose something. She said, I don't care what it is. You can be a fireman, a garbage man. It doesn't matter. She says, son, to be happy, you have to want to be good at something in your heart. And, and she, she still says that, you know, as 17 years in stand up, a husband of 20 something years, my wife always says, you want to, you got to have to want to be great at it. Um, this way you can work on it forever and ever and ever, you know, regardless of whether you are great, 
you'd always be chasing that. And that's the perfect thing to chase, you know, to be so good at something that you're happy. So my mom is still, still is my inspiration. But in, my, in the world of comedy, I have some local guys, some guys that took me under their wing, like, like you guys know Capone. Capone has been my, my best friend and a, a comedy mentor for me. I tell people a quick story. Capone was the first guy to pay me for comedy. He, I tell him that, and he, he almost looks away as, as, as if he's embarrassed of that. But he was the first guy to pay me. I did a show, and I was the only comedian that didn't get booed off 17 years ago. And after the show, Capone gave me $100. When you have never made any money at comedy and somebody gives you $100 for surviving only, that was the biggest deal. I went home and told my wife, Baby! You won't believe it. I'm not saying, you know, it was, it was, it was. I look back and I look back at, at how, how amazing that one thing, that one thing that said, I can, I think I can do this, and that one hundred dollars, at the end of one of the most grueling nights of comedy I'd ever been through, you know, and still have ever been through, was that one moment. So Capone locally is one of those guys that that continues to mentor me, and then you have the great. A guy like Eddie Murphy, who I got to watch on television every weekend on Saturday Night Live. We, you, you know, uh, people like us who, who were in, in that generation when Eddie Murphy was really just becoming a movie star. You know, I got to see a guy from New York City um, be, go from local comedy to Saturday Night Live to, honestly, comedy greatness. Right. In his career, and and Eddie Murphy to this day, he inspires me. I told my son the other day I watched The Nutty Professor, and I laughed my heart out. And I said, "That's Eddie. You know, that's what Eddie does." And right. so, like, you know, I would love, I would love to have a career like that where people go. I remember when I saw you in the Bronx at that that hole in the wall bar, you know, and you 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 made me laugh then, and you still make me laugh. I would love that career, that trajectory of that of a, of a career like that. I, I uh, no, that's a, that's a great story. And, and Eddie Murphy was probably one of one of the more modern day comedians that really drew me. And I was in New York at that time, and I, I know that impact and what you're talking about. And that's very interesting because clearly he went from comedy, comedy on television, to writing movies and things like that. And so. I mean, acting, is that in your foreseeable future? I mean, because you're good looking. Just to let the listening audience know and tell you why I'm not hitting on you. But I was like, this joker's really good looking. I mean, you are really taking amazing care of yourself. When I when I read your bio and I go and I'm, I'm looking at you, this years of experience, I'm like, you don't change. I, mean, I think, dude, you, I mean, I think it, you and your wife be because of some spanks, but I think I don't he and his know. wife both have have really, you know, went into a big health phase. So, and well, I can see I can see the changes wife, in both but, of them. But you <laughs> and they so look is amazing. Is movies <laughs> both of them. in your um? Is movies in your uh foreseeable future? Absolutely. I, I um, you know, I'm so glad I, you said I, that. <laughs> yeah, this this is the thing. When when you love something as much as I love comedy, and I know this is going to sound crazy, I don't want anything to get in the way. And and when people ask me about comedy and 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 my relationships, and I tell my friends as I tell my family, you know, comedy is my other wife. I I cheat on my wife with comedy all the time because I love it so much. And when I think that 
that things would take away, would, would remove me from the love of my life, which is stand-up, um, I, you know, I kind of wince at it. I, I, but I do know that an, a the progression is for someone to say, I got to have you in my movie, will you do it? And I am obviously am all down for that. But, you know, I'm watching comedians now get their shine, and comedy is now in the back, and not even in the back seat, it's in the trunk. You know, they're not doing stand-up like they did when we were together at Caroline's on Broadway or whatever. They're doing comedy once every three months because they're doing television promos and they're doing this and that, and they're losing that edge. And I'm like, oh, man, I've worked, I've worked too hard. I've put too much of my soul into this. I don't ever want to, I don't ever want to, you know, look back and comedy's looking at me going, but what happened to me? So I, I do want to take that Chris Rock approach as opposed to some of the others that they want to be movie stars. I, I don't, I don't think I want to be a movie star. I think I want to be a comedy star. You know, I, that's why I love the you know, space that makes, you're in. That makes movies. Yeah, that makes movies. Yeah, and I love you that see space. Him on TV. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I love that space because you stay <laughs> you know? grounded. Yeah, you stay you stay so grounded. You know what I mean? Whenever you see the big star and when they are completely emotionally overwhelmed, they're trying to get back to the comedy scene um, for a couple of years just to become grounded. And so you're so grounded in your dialogue, I have to tell you. And that's what hit home. That's what really hits home for me. Um, and I and I, I want everyone out there uh, and that's listening to make sure they check you out. Go to your website and, and, and check you out and, and, and go pay. Spend that money and uh, buy that ticket and laughed because it, you really do, whether it's your intentions or not, um, you, you really do help us remember where we came from, the importance of our family, and just good, pure, authentic humor. It's smart and it's inspiring and, um, and we love it. And, and, and so I'll back off. Yeah, <laughs> Go ahead, and, Tina. And, you know, it's just that, you know, not every day is bright and sunny and, the one thing that is that can be constant, even in the mist, is laughter. And we have to appreciate people like you, Mark, who honestly bring good, hearty, you know, just unadulterated laughter into our lives. And we appreciate you for that. And that's why we really wanted to lift you up on this day to keep on doing what you're doing. We're going to keep pushing you out there to, you know, to, to reach, you know, and, and, and realize all of your dreams. Thank you guys. <laughs> Thank you. And I, and I can't say enough how much I appreciate it. Just those words alone, you know, as people who watch me from again, as the, the other side, um, that means the world to me. It really does. Well, believe it or not, can you believe it? That's been an hour, Mark. It's been yeah. an hour. So <laughs> I want to remind crazy. <laughs> is that crazy? <laughs> That's because your your dryer is being fixed. You, you, I mean, we completely. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yes, yes, and I'm so glad. I, this is how humble I am. I'm so happy that my dryer is fixed. I'm like, back to work, baby. Back to watching this nasty kid's clothes. <laughs> well, I want to make you nasty. Rip- These kids are nasty in my house. I don't know what you got of y'all, man. My kids, listen. I wash their clothes. I got a mask on. I'm like, y'all are nasty. Hey, what are you doing in these Hey, Mark, you don't know this, but I had an opportunity to speak to one of your younger sons that I met. And I said, 
So do you find your dad funny? He says, oh, my God, he is hilarious. He said he cracks, he cracks <laughs> me up all of the time. So yeah, a testament yeah. to you. Yeah, my sons laugh a lot. They do. My wife does, too. And I think that's she why does. she allows me to be so, so risky on stage, you know? Well, we just want to remind people to, to laugh, right? That's what we want to do. And, and even laugh. through, there's a lot of bad news out there, but there's also a lot of good news out yep. there. So find a balance, find a balance. Don't watch bad news all the time. Um, go and check out YouTube and go check out Tube Television or Tube, Tube TV and, and, and search for Mark and, and give yourself um, a, a big smile yeah. for the day because it changes things. It really does. You know, so we appreciate your laughter and your contributions to the industry, and we look forward to thank you. You keep it, you, keeping it, yeah, keeping it out there. I mean, we're counting down to thirty seconds, but um, Mark, post uh, your post your dates on your website so we'll know you're around the country. I will. I will. I will. I will. Yeah. I, I go away on these private, uh, you know, these uh, these gigs that aren't uh, public. So a lot of times yeah. people will see gaps, and that's because. I work for Norwegian Cruise Line, and again, I work for the United States military, and so I'll go away, and I don't post um, those dates because people don't have the ability to go and see those, you know? Okay. And so, um, you know, it's, it's counting it's down. 22 with the, with the dates. Yeah, okay. exactly. So, Mark, if no one told you they love you today, and big we old capital do. letter, not just talk radio, we love you. And thank, you for, thank you for joining this show. I appreciate it. Thank you. So long. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for this week on, on Not Just Talk, huh? That's the table. That's the table. Thank you, Mark. And thank you to his grandmother and mom for all that good stuff that they've uh, they've shared with him. So he's able to share it with us. How about that, Tina? I mean, I, you know, yesterday's news was not very great. It's probably not as good today either. No, but we're going to end on a, a good note. No, 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 no. I'm going to retract that. I retract that. We're ending on a good smiling. note. <laughs> I am okay, smiling. we're out of here. Ciao. Thank you for tuning in to Not Just Talk Radio. You'll want to check out the next edition of the show next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 